This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay everyone, welcome Bruchem Avam to Daf HaShavua. Tonight's Daf will be introduced by the one and only Rachamim. Welcome everyone to Daf HaShavua by Rav Daniel Gladstein. Masecha Yavamos, page 91b. And learn to be Geshmaka Yidin every day in your life. <laughs> Thank you, Rachamim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you know, thank you, Rachamim. My pleasure. Have Call a good night. Anytime. I'll see you later. Okay, so learning Masach Divamas Daf Sadi Aleph Amud and the Gemara about uh, fourteen lines from the bottom on Sadi Aleph Amud Aleph was uh, bring, brings up Sakh Rav Huna in the name of Rav. Rav Huna said in the name of Rav that the halacha is that if a woman gets married based on Edim, the halacha is that she is not penalized and she could go back to the first husband, and that is a halacha. So Rav Nachman challenged that. Rav Nachman said, you're a robber, because this is really the statement of Rav Shimon. Because even though in the Mishnah, the halacha that if a woman gets married based on Edim, she could go back to the original husband, is said unattributed. Nevertheless, Rav Shimon articulated his psak about a different issue in the line before, and uh, therefore we're assuming now that when the Mishnah says if you get married based on the testimony of Edom, you could go back to the first um, husband. If the husband comes back, the Gemara is saying this is only the opinion of Rav Shimon. And Rav Nachman therefore is asking on Rav, who paskins that you could go back to the first husband, well, you should have just said the halacha is like Rib Shimon. In other words, in the Mishnah, we're understanding the Mishnah when the, when the, when, that when the Mishnah says that if a woman gets married based on Edim and the original husband walks in, she could go back to the original husband, the Gemara is assuming that's the psak of Rib Shimon. So Rav Nachman therefore asks, why did Rav Huna say in the name of Rav, the halacha is, she, should, she could go back to the first husband, she should have said, the halacha is like Reb Shimon. And, Elamai, the Gemara says, if it would have said that, then you would have thought the halacha is like Reb Shimon in the first statement Reb Shimon said, regarding a different issue. So Gemara says, so then just say the halacha is like Reb Shimon in the latter case and not in the original case. And then Reb Sheshes came. And Reb Sheshes said, Rav must have been dozing off when he said this halacha. Because if you're saying the halacha is like, if you're saying that the halacha is that you could go back to the first husband, then that implies that the Chachamim argue. Meklal de Pligi. That implies the Chachamim argue. But why would anybody argue on this halacha? Would anybody say that you do that you are not allowed to go back to the first husband? In other words, would anybody actually say that the chachamim hold? Would, would the chachamim argue on Rishon? Would the chachamim say you're not allowed to go back to the first husband? And then the Gemara had a, another. Um, 
Based on what? Based on the fact. My Havalei Meva, the Gemara uses the following argument, that how could anybody in their right mind say that if a woman gets married with Edim, that she's not allowed to go back to the first husband, but what could the woman have possibly done? She, she's the ultimate oinus. This is the ultimate situation where there are extenuating circumstances behind her, beyond her control. So it would seem that everybody should hold that she's allowed to go back to the original husband. Why would Rib Shimon argue on that? And then the Gemara uh, quoted Abraisa. Va'oid, Tanya, furthermore, we learned in Abraisa, it says, all Arayos in the Torah do not need a get. I'm sorry, we have to go back to um, Tzadi Aleph and Aleph, but otherwise the Gemara and Tzadi Aleph and Beis will not, um, will not make sense to us. The the Gemara quoted a brisa. This is on the first wide line. It says, All Arias in the Torah do not require a get, except for a married woman that gets married based on the testimony of one witness. That implies that if she gets married based on the testimony of two witnesses, she does not need a get. So who, whose opinion is that? If it's the opinion of Reb Shimon... Would Reb Shimon say that if she gets married with one aide, she needs a get? This cannot be the opinion of Reb Shimon, because we learned in Abraisa, Reb Shimon made the following statement. Bezdin treated the intentional... Bezdin treated that if a woman gets married based on their psak, like the intentional relation um, zanus of a, of a man... And a woman. Presumably that means, just like if a man is mezana, the halach is that she cannot go back to her, her original husband. So too, if a woman marries based on the, the allowance of bezin, because there's an eirechad, she cannot go back to the original husband. They also treated that a woman's getting married based on two witnesses like a man and a woman who have unintentional relationship, meaning where they live together unknowingly that they're doing something wrong. But presumably in both cases, the, the woman would not need a get, both in a case where she gets married based on Edom, <clears throat> or if she gets married based on one aid, the same way if a woman is mezana with a... Uh, a married woman is mezana, so then she does not need a get from her adulterer. So too, if a woman gets married based on the testimony of one aid, she presumably does not need a get. So clearly this b'risa cannot be Reb Shimon, because Reb Shimon holds that when you get married based on one aid, you do need a get. So in other words, we're bringing in this b'risa, it says, all arayas in the Torah do not need uh, a get. Except for somebody who gets married based on one aid. Now this clearly is not Reb Shimon Shita, because Reb Shimon holds that you don't need a get, even when you get married, based on one aid. So it must be the Rabbanon. And yet the Rabbanon then are saying that when you get married based on two witnesses, the halacha is that you don't need a get. Now if you don't need a get from the second uh, husband, 
that implies that we don't penalize you at all, and the Rabbanon presumably would hold that you could go back to the first husband. So how could you say the halacha is like Reb Shimon, which implies that the Chachamim argue, but we see from this b'risa that the Chachamim don't argue, because this b'risa has to be the Chachamim. It can't be Reb Shimon, because it says if you get married based on the testimony of one witness, you need a get. So that's not Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon holds when you get married based on the testimony of one witness, you don't need a get. And it must be the Rabbana. That means, and we see the Rabbana hold that by two witnesses, you don't need a get. So this is a kasha on Rav. Rav said the halacha is like. Rav said the halacha is like Reb Shimon, but that. But the Chachamim would agree to Reb Shimon that when you get married based on the testimony of two witnesses, you do not need a get. So the Gemara says, Lo'olam Reb Shimonhi. We're four lines from the bottom on Sadi Aleph Amid Aleph. Really it's Reb Shimon. V'tarat hachi. Answer it as follows. Reb Shimon Oimer. Reb Shimon says, Asu Bezdin Bahaira Asan. The Bezdin made in their Psaq, Ke Kavanas Ish Be'isha, like the intent, like a man who intends to marry a woman, uboi get, and you need a get. So, in other words, the bezdin made it that when you follow the psak of bezdin, relying on one aid, you would need a get when you go back to the first husband. You need a get from the second uh, bal. Just like when a man and woman are intentionally uh, have in mind to have a relationship. So just like when an Ish and Isha are bikavana living together, they would need a get. So too when somebody relies on the testimony of one aid, they would need a get from the second husband. I'll pee them, but when you get married based on the testimony of two witnesses, kishaloi bikavanas Ish there you don't need a get, just like when a man and a woman are not intending to have relation, not intending to, for, to forge a relationship. So in other words, what we're saying is really it's Reb Shimon. I, if it's Reb Shimon, the implication of the Brisa is that when you get married based on one, with one witness, you don't need a get. We know Reb Shimon says that you do need a get. So we're saying now, no, you're reading the Brisa wrong. The Brisa, in fact, is saying that when you, when a person relies on the Bezdin's allowance to remarry, the Brisa is in fact saying, you do need a get. Ravashi, Amar Ravashi says, Le'inyan Yisura Katani. This Brisa is taught regarding Isser. Vahachi Kamar. This is what the Brisa means to say. Asu Bezdin Bahaira Asan. Bezdin made in their Psak. Kezadoin Ish. Isha, like the intentional relations of a man and a woman, umitsara albala, and you would be usher on the husband. So, in other words, and they made alpiedim. If you get married based on witnesses, kishigagas ish like the unintentional relation of husband and wife, v'loy mitzvah abala, and you're not usher to the husband. In other words, Rav Ashi is saying that this brisa was only said regarding 
Isser, that Bezdin made it, that when you follow the Psaq of, of, of the Bezdin, relying on one Eid Echad, that's like an intentional Znos, and you are Usser to the husband. You're Usser to the original husband. And they made it that if you don't rely on the Bezdin, basically you rely on two Edim, that's like a Shoigeg, and you're not Usser to the husband. But regarding whether you need a get from the second husband, in a situation where you're relying on one aid, one aid, you wouldn't need a get. In other words, we're not discussing get. That, that's Rav Ashi's answer. Our, the Brysa does not, is not referring to get at all. The Brysa is only referring to Isser, but not referring to get. Okay. Ravina Amar, Ravina says, Le'inyin carbon Katani. It was only taught regarding carbon, meaning... Bezdin made it that if you rely on their psak, meaning you rely on one, one aid, they made it like the intentional relations of man and woman, just like when a man and woman engage in intentional relationships, uh, relations, they don't bring a carbon. So too, when you rely on the Bezdin and an aid echad, you don't bring a carbon. If you rely on two aidim, they made it kishigigas ishbi'isha, like the unintentional relations of husband and wife. Umasya carbon, and you bring a carbon. So, in other words, like this. The question was that how could you say the halacha is like Rib Shimon? That implies the Chachamim argue, but the Chachamim can't argue because the Chachamim have to agree to Reb Meir, have to agree to Reb Shimon, that when you get married based on two Edim, you don't need a get, and there's no penalty. And you could go back to the original husband. How do I know that? Because we have a b'risa that says that by if you rely on Eid Echad, you do need a get. And that cannot be Reb Shimon. Because we know Reb Shimon holds that when you... We have a b'risa that says that you need a get. And we know Reb Shimon says that you don't need a get. So we're basically answering the b'risa that says, that implies that Rav Shimon holds you don't need a get by rereading it, that it could be worked in, that it's not discussing whether you need a get or not by Eid Echad, it's only discussing Isser, or it's only discussing carbon, but it's not discussing any other factor. Okay, now the Gemara gives a, another answer. If you want, you could say, Really, the Brisa is the Rabbanon. The first Brisa is the Rabbanon. The Brisa that says that Kal Araya ain't get except for if you get married based on an Eid Echad. So we said, how could it be the Rabbanon? But that implies that if you get married based on Edim, you don't need a get. So the way to read it is as follows. Really, it's Rabbanon. And v'taras hachi, chutz me'eshes ish v'shanises al-pi bezdin, except for a woman who is a married woman and she gets married based on two Edim, v'shanises al-pi bezdin. All you need, or if she got married based on Bezdin through 
en eid echad. In other words, what we're doing is we're just adding the letter vav. We thought, all it said is, chutz me eishasish shen nises al pibesin. Except for a married woman, that gets married al pibesin. But that implies that if she gets married, based on two edim, she doesn't need a get. And that meant that the Chachamim agreed to Reb Shimon. So we're saying, no, the Chachamim do not agree to Reb Shimon. The Chachamim would, would say that even if you get married based on two edim, you still need a get. I, the Brisa, the way you read the Brisa is, Both of these cases, one would require a get, according to the Chachamim. Okay. So now we're up to the million dollar question which is really going to be the subject of uh, the rest of the page, and that is, we're saying now that the Chachamim argue on Reb Shimon, and the Chachamim say that if a woman gets married based on the allowance of two Edim, and then the guy walks in the door, she cannot return to him. But the question is, what do you want from the poor lady? What more could she have done? She relied on two Edim. Masav Ula Ula asked, Mi amrinon, my mevad? In other words, like this. Rav Sheshes asked on Rav, How could you say the Chachamim argue, but my mevad? How could you say the rabbis argue, but she's an oinus? What do you want her to have done? It's obvious that when they're extenuating circumstances, a woman should be permitted to her husband. That was Rav Sheshis's question on Rav. Rav Sheshis said that Rav must have been sleeping. But how, how could he have said that the Chachamim argue, but my Havalelamevad? So now the Gemara is going to say, bring six rayas that just because their circumstances beyond a woman's control, if the husband walks in, she still can't go back to the first husband. Meaning, we don't say, my but we're going to prohibit the woman from going back to her husband. Masav Ula, Ula asked, Mi amrino, my Do we say, what could she have done? But tonight we learned in the Mishnah, Kasav l'shem malchus she'ena hoigenes. If let's say, she wrote, let's say the Soifer wrote a, a star, a get, Instead of with, in accordance with the halacha, he wrote a, the the um, soifer wrote a get in accordance with an improper government. This refers to the Roman government, which is enohigenes, because it doesn't have its own language and its own and its own font. Or l'shem malchus mada. Let's say they, it was written in accordance with the requirements of the Median government, l'shem malchus yavan, the Greek government, l'binyan beis hachorban. Lebinyan Havais, instead of the get being written based on the number uh, of years it is from the reigning monarch, it, it says in the get how many years it's been since the Beis was built, which is incorrect. Lechorben Havais, or how many years it's been since the Beis was destroyed. Or Haya B'Mizrach, because of Amarav, let's say the get was written in the east and it says it was written in the west, or vice versa, Amarav was written in the west because of the Mizrach. So if the woman gets married based on the get, she has to divorce both husbands. And all the penalties mentioned in our Mishnah and Yavamis apply to her. Even though 
I mean, this woman's not a, a learned woman. What do you want her to have done? She's supposed to know that the soifer messed up the get and did not write the get kahalacha. I mean, what do you want the woman to have done? My why don't we say, what could she have done? So obviously, Rav Sheshis, you're wrong. Obviously, even in a case where there are extenu- extenuating circumstances, we're going to say that a woman cannot remarry, and she's usher. In other words, we're going to say that the woman is usher to her original husband. So we have a raya r- against Rav Sheshis. Rav Sheshis said, it's obvious that if there's nothing more the woman could have done, she could go back to her original husband, but here we see not like that. Says Gemara, no, you don't see not like that. She should have read the get before a chacham, and the chacham would have told her, honey, this is a puzzle get. If let's say you marry a Yavama, now once you marry a Yavama, the tsara is free to go marry Lashuk. The tsara went, the Nisais, and she got married. The Nimseis Zu Islandis, and she turned out, it turned out that the, that the Yavam did Yibum to an Islandis. So the Yibum was ineffective. So now she was not allowed to go marry. Teitse Miza Umiza. So now, she has to leave both the new husband and the Avam. And all the penalties in the Mishnah apply to her. Why? Name a one we say, what more should she have done? Says the Gemara, no, that also does not prove that my Havalei Lemevin is not a good Svara, because there is something she should have done. She should have waited to make sure to ver- until we could ascertain that the Yavama is not an islandess. Yiboy Leila Amtunei. She should have waited. Amar Abaye, Abaye said, Tashma, come in here. Kala Shamru. All the Raya's that they said, Poitroi Sorei Sehen. That they pater the Tzara. We know that if one of the Yavamais is an Erva, they pater the Tzara. If the Tsarais went Vinisu and they got married Vinimsu Elo Islandis and the Erva turned out to be an islandess, she has to leave the new husband and she has to leave the Yavam. And all of the penalties apply to her. Why don't we say, What more could she have done? Sigmar says, What do you mean? There is something she could have done. Don't prove from here that what could she have done is not a svara. Because, in other words, simply this is a case of what more could she have done and yet we say she's usher to the original husband. No, that's not true. There is something she could have done. She could have waited for... She could have waited for the um, until we determined that the Ervo was not an islandess. Amar Rava. Rava said, Tashma, come in here. Kasav Seifer get le'ish. The Seifer wrote a document of divorce for the man, v'shoifer le'isha. And a, a receipt for the woman. In other words, the man gives a get, and the woman gives the man a receipt 
that she received the get. But now the Sefer made a mistake. The Tad, the Sefer made a mistake. Manasan get Isha. He gave a get to the woman. And he gave a receipt to the man. So the woman got the get from the cipher. The man got the receipt. So the man, instead of giving the woman a get, gave the woman a receipt. And the woman, instead of giving the man a receipt, gave the man a get. In the end of the day, the man has the get. And the woman has the receipt. So the woman never got married, never got divorced. The man never gave the woman a get, the man gave the woman a receipt. And now she gets married based on this so-called get that she thought she received. The halacha is, she has to get divorced from the new husband and the original husband. And all the penalties mentioned in the Mishnah apply to her. Ask the Gemara, why do we penalize her name? Why don't we say, what more could she have done? So obviously the svara of my Havalel is not a good svara. Says There is something she could have done. She could have had the get written, read to an expert, and the expert would have said, "You don't have a get, honey. You have a shoiver. You have a receipt." Amar Ravashi, Ravashi said, "Tashma, come in here. Shina Shmai Ushma. Let's say the cipher changed." His name or her name. Shem Iroi v'shem Ira. The name of his city, the name of her city. She goes out from this one and that one. And all the penalties apply to her. Why don't we say, What more could she have done? So the Gemara again utilizes the same Svara. Toysus discusses, you know, once we already use this um, shlug up, once we already... Once we already used this answer to the refutation that she could have had it read and then it would have been determined that the get is not good, then why do we keep on going through the same steps? Meaning once we know this possible answer, why don't we, uh, why do we even ask the question? But the Gemara says, She could have had the get read and then it would have been known right away the get was no good. Amar Ravina, Ravina said, Tashma, come in here. Kansa beget kireach. If let's say a man married a woman with a get that's bald. So, so here's the deal. Kaihanim usually had a very short temper. They're, and uh, they're hotheads. So the Chacham were afraid that if a, a Kayin gets angry at his wife, he may in a fit of rage say, Okay, I'm going to divorce you. And then he's stuck because once he divorces his wife, he can never take her back because a coin can marry a grusha. So they wanted to prolong the process of a coin divorcing his wife so that in the interim the coin would cool down. So the way they did that is they made a get a coin give a get makushar, where he would you would fold the get, have an eight sign, fold it again, have an eight sign on top, fold it a third time. Now that, meaning the get given by a kayin had to basically have three edim. If any of the folds did not have an aid that signed it, it's called a bold get and it's no good. And what if a woman gets married based on it? She has to get divorced from the new husband and the old husband. So the question is, how is she supposed to know it's not a good get? Says the She should have had the get read and then she would have known it's not a good get. 
So the bottom line is, we've had six questions on Rav Sheshis. Rav Sheshis asked, how could the Chachamim argue on Rav Shimon? The Chachamim hold that what? That if she gets married based on Edim, she's also to the original husband? Well, what more could she have done? And we asked from six Brisas that even in a situation where there's nothing more she could have done, still we say that she has to leave the original husband. And we pushed off all of these six brysas, indicating that in all these cases there is something she could have done. But if there's nothing she could have done, let's say in the case of two Edim, then the Rabbanon would in fact agree that she was usher to the original husband. No, excuse that, then there, that she's permitted to the original husband. Yeah, what? Permitted. Permitted. Thank you, Alan. That she's permitted to the original husband. So Rapapa, Savar Lamevad, but the question is, we asked from six places that indicate that even when there's nothing she could have done, she's also to the original husband. And the Gemara said, no, in all those cases, there's something she could have done. But if there's nothing she could have done, she's permitted. Rav Papa served Lamevad Uvda, the Mayhavle Lamevad. Rav Papa thought to Paskin in a situation where what could she have done? And allow her to marry the first husband. To, re- to go back to the original husband. Amr Yeah. In other words, Papa thought to go like to Paskin that yes, you're allowed to go back to the original husband in a situation where there's nothing more that she could have done. But we learned in all these brisos that even if there's nothing she could have done, she's also to the original husband. So how could Papa? Allow her to go back to the original husband. Amalei, Rav Papa said back, What do you mean we asked from all these questions? Vilav Shaninhu, didn't we answer them? That they're talking about where there is something she could have done, but if there's nothing she could have done, she's permitted to the original husband. Amalei, so Rav Papa said, Vashinuye leiku you're going to rely on answers and say, well, those cases are talking about where there's nothing, where there's something she could have done, but if there's nothing she could have done, then she's, she's taka permitted? But that's a leniency. Isn't it more simple that these are legitimate questions? And in fact, the Chachamim say that even if there's nothing she could have done, she's also to the first husband. Amr Asa of Ashi, Ah. So we're going to rely on them? Upasak. And in fact, Rav Papa stopped and he did not give an allowance for her to go back to the original husband. In other words, Rav Papa conceded that these six questions are strong questions, and we can't just rely on these the, the six doichik answers that the Gemara gave. Bottom line is, Rav Papa conceded that the Chachamim argue on 
Rav Shimon and the Chachamim would hold, even if there's nothing more she could have done, she would be usher to the original husband. Okay, so that concludes 91b. The Ezra Hashem, Monday night, we will do 92a. Okay, thank you very much, Alan, for coming. Bracha. Have a good night. I'm glad that you're back back on track. Hopefully I will be also by the end of this week. And right. uh, Okay, thanks for joining. I read 91A quickly in English before this year. Are you going to re-record 91A and put it up? I, di- I didn't have a chance to record it. I still hope I'm going to do that tonight. Oh, not tonight. It doesn't have to be tonight. But, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.